What's up, what's up, what's up? Episode four, you know what it is, just keeping the fucking flow going. Nikki, talk to me. Tuck, this is uh, No Tucks Given. We are back in the studio. This is Nikki, Mom, and Dad. We're doing pretty good on this Sunday, to say the least. Um, kind of a wild couple. The Sabbath. Wild couple last days, the Sabbath indeed. Um, Jesus recently risen just a week ago, so that's exciting stuff. We didn't have any ham, or we didn't even have a good dinner together, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, quick shout out to, to my roommate Gucci. His mom did bring home, or Gucci was at home. Mom made a little ham, mashed potato action for us. I got a little bit together. of this. Together. I, okay. I was not invited. Okay, okay. we weren't invited. That's, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do a, a nice little Easter dinner. Honestly, me and you need to do just a collab dinner in general pretty soon. I feel like I keep cooking without you, and you're getting upset. Yeah, I mean... You know me. I got I got the bars in the kitchen. I I've, I've taught Nikki a lot. Let's let's be honest. It goes mm, back to the Creekside days. Thing or two. It goes back to the Creekside days when we used to uh, hit our Winco runs. You know, fucking, we were chefing up back then. Yeah, we were. We'd always remember to bring our own bags. That's what we're. Yeah, we were good at that. Yeah, we were. We were. I don't think team. we forgot them ever. I don't know about ever. Maybe once or twice. Debatable. When we when you're driving there and you're just like fuck. Oh, like left the bags worse. and we got the bags. We go back. I know they're the ten cents, but it's just the principle, you know. Yeah. It's like fuck. Well, we lost. Usually the guy's pretty nice, and we'll be like, "Oh, how many bags do you need?" Like, "Oh, like just two. And we got like six ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they might not even charge you. It's like we're spending like fucking two hundred dollars at the store. You know, we're going in that bulk shopping. We were ahead of the game plan actually, because mm. everyone's starting the bulk shop now due to the uh, pandemic. But that's a whole other situation. I mean, we we were woke back then. Oh, hundred percent. It's it's one of those things. It's like fuck. You forgot them. That's okay. You get over it. You go shopping. But in the back of your mind, the whole time you're thinking, I forgot those fucking. Bags. Yeah, you're a little you're a little pissed off. Your Jimmy's are rustled, as you like to say. Yeah, oh, you're 100 fucking there, Russell. First of all, I hope everyone um, out there getting their shopping done, making sure that they're doing it safely during this pandemic. I've recently been to Costco and Safeway the past couple times. Still haven't gotten paper towels. Costco is out. Trader Joe's has been good about it, though, too. Trader they, they've Joe's. got a whole system going on that's fucking nice. Like that? Like yeah. that? No, they, it's like only a certain amount of people go in. Like five people come out, five come in. Right. Like That's what Costco was doing? Yeah, okay. So, they, yeah, the, you know, it's good to know that people are doing it. That's good. 100%. Especially even out here in Chico, too. You know, we're abiding, too. So don't think we're, we're just that one part of California that doesn't give a fuck. Because we do. <laughs> we do care. We're not as badly infected, but, hey, it's still a threat. And we're being careful. We're doing our best to stay inside, and we're continuing to drink our mighty fine Sierra Nevadas. Today we got uh, the Hazy Little Thing IPA as the, the beer of the episode. First time that little we Little teen, little teen. We have the first time we got the, the Sierra Nevada featured four episodes in. and Shout out, Chico. Oh, speaking know. of that, I've totally been meaning to tell you, I fucking found out that Keystone, beer of the episode, I think, two, mm-hmm. they were fucking introduced in Chico, in Chico, September 1989. So I did tell you, I did tell you, okay, I, I just, I, we were asleep on that. that we was, did not do our research. That we apologize for that. That is a total fuck up on our end because anytime it's local, we love to shout it out. Absolutely. So that, that, that slipped past us. There definitely were some people too that kind of gave us a little judgment after we went from the Waldos to Keystones and they're like, you guys are really drinking Keystones? Well, you know what? Fuck you. They're from Chico. Like, yeah, and if we had known that, we would have had some excuse, you know, you know right. but not knowing, not doing the research, we apologize to the AWLs out there. Yeah, we'll get better at that. But yeah, I mean, shit, Tuck, the hazy little thing IPA. These things blew up our sophomore year, two years ago when we lived at Creekside. It's a great beer. Fucking try it. It is, um, it's incredible. You don't, you don't buy a pack of Sierra Nevadas nowadays where people are asking you like, oh, what kind do you want? You just go, oh, like whatever. Like people, people don't really care which ones you get. Because they, they just, got hitters you know, all across the board. A hundred percent. You know. But for you the could, most part. I could have told you the same thing today. You could ask me what, what kind of Sierras I, exactly, I would have told so you, hey, whatever. Surprise me. Yep. And I stayed in the liquor store for about three minutes overdue, just kind of browsing the beers all at an affordable price. And I think these honestly were a dollar more. Instead of like a bottled beer, we got the canned hazies, but it's a hitter. Oh, always. And what, 6.4 off the top of my head? No, 6.7, excuse me. 6.7. I was about to say 6.4 sounds a little low. 6.7, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it does the job. That's, that's pretty solid for the taste, everything. You know, you can't complain about that. Come on. Absolutely. Hazy little things, the beer of the episode. People, if you're not drinking while you're listening to us, you're obviously episodes. doing something wrong. Oh, baby. Think, speaking of episodes, just fucking remember, 
Obviously, The Last Dance is fucking coming out tonight. That is big. We're going to watch Ooh. that. But Beat Bobby Flay is on Sundays. And we got Bar Rescue. John Taffer is going to get in someone's ass tonight. If Huge. you haven't seen Bar Rescue, watch it. It's a guy who rescues bars. He does it completely off of cocaine. It's, it's pretty legendary. He, he really knows the ins and outs of the bar industry. And that's great. Bobby Flay, though, also great. We love to root against that piece of shit. I'm sure he's a great guy, but we're a Gordon Ramsay podcast. And... I'm really hoping he gets beat tonight. We didn't do any coverage last week. We did, but he fucking he lost. lost. He lost. I didn't get a watch, Nikki. Break it down. What was what was it called that I told you the the meat? It the was, venison. The venison. It was a venison Wellington. Wellington. Very. That, that's already interesting. He, when you challenge Bobby with a dish like that, because how it goes, folks, is there's two contestants that get brought onto the show. Bobby picks a special ingredient. They have to cook with that ingredient. Use it uh, as make their it, main make it dish. The star, star yeah, the main dish. star of the dish, and then. Whoever wins that competition goes on to face Bobby Flay. And when you face Bobby Flay, you get to pick your dish. So right. that guy or girl was a guy. He was a guy. Okay, he was a, that he was guy. a Frenchie. He was a Frenchie. It was yeah. perfect. He was came perfect. on and fucking slammed the dick on the table with the fucking venison Wellington. With authority. Yeah. You can't go on the show. That's one of those ones that stumps Bobby. My bad. Go uh, ahead. Go 100%. ahead. 100%. No, no, exactly. He, he was confused. He um, was asking him questions, and he kind of like in those situations where you give him something that's a little out of Bobby's element, either he's not cooked it before or he's just, um, you know, he's only eating it kind of a dish. It, Bobby's, it trumps a, him. Bobby's like, a big Tex-Mex guy. You know, that's right. that's his style of cooking, his preferred. So any, anytime you, you get a little out of that element, and he also does uh, love cooking with the Asian uh, influence. It's sweet but, and spicy. That's yeah. his thing, you know. You, you the know, chili, that, the chili peppers, it's almost in every dish, and he's adding honey into every one of his sauce. He likes the sweet and spicy. So he went with the original. He um, cut up the – sorry, again, what was the meat called? The venison. Come the on, venison. fucking the venison. say it with me. Venison. He, venison. There you go. Venison. Yes. He cut the venison up and then put the breading around it, whereas uh, homie, the Frenchie, he did it all in one piece. One piece. That's how, that's how it should be. It looked, bro, when it came out the oven and he cuts it, just perfect medium rare. Literally perfect. The judges, I really thought they were going to give it to Bobby just on the way they, – they really liked both dishes. They liked um, – um, the guy, the, I don't want to keep saying Frenchie, but the Frenchie, they liked his a lot, but the the way they were critiquing the dish, you just made it, it made you think that Bobby was going to win. And that's, and that's that I've learned the ins and outs of TV shows, and that's pretty much how it is. Mm. They, they want to fucking blue ball you, make you think your guy's going to win, and then bam, Bobby Flay wins. It sort of reminds me of the challenge, too, you know? I don't know, you yep. probably haven't been watching that. I've, I've watched two episodes so far of this season. Oh, okay, so you I've have watched been. two episodes. Big time fan. Well, I'm gonna ruin episode three for you right now. CT goes, he goes home, goes home, goes home, home. So okay. you're you're pissed. Fuck you. <laughs> he, he's he's all time hero. Is Swaggy CT. is Swaggy C still on? Yeah, he's because a piece I got of shit. I got I my big brother. We got let's let's focus on Bobby Flay, but we should we need to talk about this because there's a lot of big brother people on the show. And if you know Nikki, mom and dad, I'm a huge Big Brother fan, and I will be on the show one day, 110. percent And the thing, the, see, that's the thing. The Big Brother guys on the show, it's and girls, they're they all suck. fucking suck. They yeah. suck. I know. I know. They don't want any smoke. They don't know how to play the game st uh, strategically. For those of you who have, I mean, we're going all over the fucking place here. But the challenge, also a great show. MTV, you should check it out. Got a new season coming out. Uh, three episodes out. Nikki's only seen two. Just ruined the third for him. And that's strictly because, yeah, fuck him. But mm. still, you should watch it, obviously. You, you, you fucking heard the final outcome, but you didn't hear all the details. So give it a watch. And I think you'll like it, honestly. I'm going I'm I'm to give it a go. You'll like the show. I'm going to give it a go. But back to Bobby. Um, Bobby Flay tonight. I did look at the, the episode before I came over here, Tuck. And it is like some barbecue kind of themed thing. Usually the, the people, oh, that worries you. The that people worries they you. bring in, the people they bring in, uh, usually have the same type of um, cooking background. They like to cook the same type of food, whether it's like Asian or Italian, Mexican. Like they're gonna go ahead and kind of that kind of sets the theme almost for the, the episode. You kind of have a feeling what kind of dish they're gonna uh, present to Bobby if they make it to the second round. But tonight it's a barbecue one. Usually it's tough to beat Bobby on the grill. I have seen him recently in the past, um, maybe like the past season or so. I don't know if they were new or not. I saw him lose to a barbecue. Barbecue cheese or a bacon bacon barbecue burger. Okay, which like a was Western style, which was yeah. ridiculous. And the guy the guy won like Burger of the Country or Burger of New York or something like that, and it's ridiculous. And Bobby makes obviously you know, they're making a hell of a burger. And we also saw him lose salt and pepper to a, fri a fried chicken one. Salt and pepper, or else it's meatloaf, one hundred and ten percent. You look that one up. So Bobby tonight, we're expecting um, we're expecting a barbecue episode. 
We will be talking about it later after we've watched it. It's going to be some exciting stuff. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Oh, you know, it's going to be very fucking exciting. Speaking of exciting, I guess really more not exciting is that new Chris D'Elia stand-up on Netflix. You know, I think the guy's funny, but I think he's a fraud. I'm, this, this one's tough. He, he's not Tom Segura in my eyes. Not even close. He's, I, don't, I don't think he's Burt Kreischer. And those are some funny motherfucking men. Chris is like, he's so odd and peculiar. Like, he's just a, he's a, he's a, like an oddball. He's an oddball. He's a whack job. Who, like, he could say whatever you want. Like, Tom, Tom and, and Bert can put a twist on something, make it funny. But Chris just kind of, like, is so awkward or weird about it that it comes off as entertaining to some people. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just more on the full phony alert with the fact that he says he's never tried cocaine. Because I've seen the man do a set, and obviously, like I said, I know, I know when someone's on the drug. I've watched Bar Rescue every Sunday, and John Taffer is just the epitome of that. Sure. But Chris, he, he, to, to stand there in front of thousands of people and just say that he hasn't done it, it's like, you even say in a bit yourself, man, that you, Oh, I, so, I know I look like I just did a full line. It's like, well, yeah, no shit, you did. Right. You know, sometimes the truth slips out like that fucking so, little, little uh, Freudian, or Freudian slip, you know? So, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. He said that he's never tried a drug or drinking before. He's never tried alcohol. And he, he refers that whole segment to about, like, uh, something. He goes, like, you know, oh, you've, you've never tried it. And he's like, nope. And he's like, not even ever. Nope, like never. And he's like, yeah, that's that's the same thing. Never, Fake ever. news. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it, man. I think um, if we're talking these Netflix uh, entertainment specials, I'm going more on the Tom Segura side. I'm going going more on a uh, on the Bill Bill Burr, uh, Burt Kreischer, huge Burt Kreischer fine, uh, fan. Um, I don't 100%, know the, the Chris special. I think a lot of people have watched it. I think they have their opinion. Um, I think during the quarantine, it, it's, it's a good watch. There's a, you know, we're inter- getting ourselves entertained from Tiger There's King. all types of shit to watch. Yeah, all these documentaries. If you haven't watched Ozark already, go ahead and watch that. Oh, speak of the fucking devil. Here he is. Where, where have you been? This motherfucker is late. Oh, yeah, shut the door, sit down. Look at this guy. Oh, he's probably not going to like what we just had on our hot take with Chris D'Elia because let me tell you, he's a big-time Chris D'Elia advocate. We were just pretty much saying – that we don't find him as funny as some people think. And now we find him funny. He knows how to connect to the audience. But in the fact that he says he's never done any type of blow, I just think that's blasphemy. Any type of drug. Any type of drug, excuse me. I'd say the man is top five comedians right now. Oh. I'd say, I'd say right now. I mean, he's doing everything right. He's got social media going for him. Um, he's I got, agree with that. You're fucking late, by the way. I am late. I understand. I had. Some We've been up here for an hour, just going fucking hard. I. It's been a rough. And, and they, midday. Uh, first of all, and I, I say late to the meeting. He's been late to going fucking home. This man showed up like our producer, five Big Head Nate. Days ago? No, a week ago. No, ten Nine, days. Ten ago. Ten days ago. God, I, ten days. I've been here ago. for ten days. Oh, tuck, tuck, tuck. I'll be there for. I'm coming up with Trev. I'll be there for like three days. <laughs> and we're looking at a 10-day bender later I've done later two loads scenario. of laundry. I've done two loads of laundry. Yeah, that's when you know. Nate, I said bye to you on Wednesday. It's Sunday. Oh, we haven't done the look you gave me today shopping. when you go, <laughs> Nate. No, we haven't done any You're... grocery shopping, too. That's oh, yeah. a horrible thing. I, I literally looked at him. And he you goes, look at so... Nate's DoorDash right now, and oh, my God. It's at like least a fucking... 210. At <laughs> least. Yeah. Jeez. But fucking Tucker looks at me, and he goes, the only way you could say is if you fucking do a handful of dishes and buy me some groceries. <laughs> <laughs> this this might be true. Uh, we have a guy who's not even on the lease who lives here, so I figured it it would be okay if Nate said fuck it. Shout, shout out Mason because this is our studio. Yeah, this well, is well not him, Murdy. Murdy, you know, he's actually oh, not on the gotcha, lease. And he gotcha. does live here. Well, still, big, still big shout out to LaFon. I, I, yeah. I want to get back to that Chris D'Elia. You guys don't think Chris D'Elia is funny? No, we think he's funny. I just was... I think he's done drugs I, I don't, before. Like, I think he's a phony in that aspect. Yeah, I think I think you that, might have that's on the record some, saying some I, I don't think he's funny though. But we might have said it, might have slipped. Yeah, we might. But I think I said more of the the fact that he's not as much of a comedian as like the Bill Burrs and the Burt Kreischers, the Tom Segura's. Like he's a weird motherfucker, Nate. You know he is. Yeah, and I think he, he is funny, but he's not like. I don't know, like, the, the way he puts a spin on a joke is so much different than like some of these other big name comedians. And I think you know that's I mean? why he's like. 
Chris D'Elia he's because he's like, so a different out there. Yeah. And he could, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do that stuff that other comedians are known for doing. Makes him a little and more it, interesting. Yeah. And he looks I like, like that. He unique. Okay. He's unique. <laughs> he's not, he looks like a fucking, like he does drugs. And I think that's the funniest he looks thing like about a fucking him. Twack. Yeah. So I think he's that's still, what he's makes a him good looking funny. guy though. Kind of oh yeah. He gets, yeah. he's yeah. definitely slaying some poon on the side after those shows late in fucking Kentucky and everything. Those girls go up to him after the shows. Hey Chris, can we go back to your motel? Oh, <laughs> he just for sure will. goes back there. Oh. He's not drinking or anything, so all he does is focus you on the girls. You think he stays at a motel? Uh, no, nah, probably like a nice little holiday and some nice. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it surprise uh, me for a guy in his stature to, to go with a motel? Nice I mean, probably in his sticks. early, in a nice his, little early career. That's where I'll be staying. Stature or his status? Did I say stature? Yeah, you said stature. Is, that, is stature a word? It would be yeah, stature, it, but I think no, that's I, he gets girls because of his stature. That's like your physique. Physique, yeah. Like it, it, when you said you said you should have said st- stature. Jesus a, Christ! A per, I can't even fucking a, say this. A many person's. You should have said status. I should have said status. I said stature. A stature is a person's natural height. Exactly. So that's why he gets. Yeah, he's wow. like six four, six three. And you okay. were saying like I think making more of a dig because like he's not on the same level, so that would be his status. Hmm. Yeah. No, I fucked up on that. I one. think the man. Yeah. I think no, I, it was just a polite correct. The way that you, I'm you. glad you did the research, though. <laughs> Unlike some guys over here who can't fucking research what can't time you, the podcast is Can't get a start. fact check, I, My phone has been dead. Okay. I oh, just, for 45 minutes? <laughs> I literally just We live got, in a world where there's fucking chargers everywhere. If you guys you could see my text messages, them. it goes, where are you? Hurry up. Get up here. Nathan, come up now. I'm sorry. You're unbelievable. I apologize, and I'll make sure. Back a little away from the mic. I feel like you're, you're a little close. Hey, back off two inches, homie. <laughs> Spread your shit. I, I'm, I'm getting brutally bullied in here as a, as a helper. I won't even give you my title of the Nate, Nate, producer. Nate, 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 Nate. I love that you're in here right now. Let's talk LeBron versus Jordan. Let's get into a, a little preview of The Last Dance. Let's talk about it a little bit. It's almost on. For all you sports people who have been waiting, here it comes. Guys, this is exciting shit. First of all. Love it, love it, love it. First of all, I want to hear your thoughts, Nate. Bill Lambeer, the famous notorious center for the Detroit Pistons back in the late 80s, early 90s. He won two rings. He was a fucking douchebag on the court. The man could play, though. He was a bully. He yeah, said the other day, yeah. he was really good. Come on, Tuck. A big old white boy playing center shooting threes. I know Tucker like, loves that. Back in the oh, 80s, God, buddy, dude. God, dude. Come on. He, he's he was, a badass. If he was like, yeah, no, he was very good. He was, very <laughs> he was good. a badass. I, I was just going to say, if he had played like 30 years before, he would have been like the Bill Russell of our generation. Okay, whatever. <laughs> their whatever, whatever, whatever. Give it to me, Nikki. Give it to me straight. Give it to me straight. What's going on with this? a physical man. He said that. LeBron James is the GOAT, no question, over Michael Jordan. And he said, like, in a very convincing fashion. God, just, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, no fucking love. I never, Kobe, uh, my, all, my point, go ahead, Nate. I've, I, I've made this point since I was a junior. RIP, but. And that's, I never saw Michael Jordan play. Okay. I will never be able to live with myself if I say that Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever because I never got to see him play. LeBron yeah, you James. You don't watch tape. I, and I, as seen a, as a former quarterback in high school who threw numerous pick sixes. Oh, my God. There was guy, only two. This, there was only two. This guy does not watch tape. Okay, I watched the tapes, and there's, you, there's just something different about watching the Ray Allen shot live and watching it seven years later. Why we got to bring up that shot? Because uh, it, it was important to LeBron's career. If that shot never happens, he doesn't win that that ring. If that doesn't happen, he probably doesn't win the next one. A whole lot of trickle-down systems come from that. But my whole point is this. That's true. LeBron is the best player we have seen. Tucker might make the argument for Kobe, being that different he's the positions, Laker. Different positions. Greatest player of all time. We're not asking for the greatest small forward, greatest point guard, greatest shoot guard. We're asking for the greatest player of all time. And that's LeBron James because he's done things we've never seen okay, before. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I want to just also share to you, like, you're going to have kids one day maybe, right? A little Nathan 100%, running around. 100%. And so, like, what? Are you going to tell little Nathan about Tom Brady and little Nathan's going to grow up and be like, I never saw him play. Like, I don't care about Tom. By the um, way, you have the potential if you just name him Junior, it'll be NBJ. Nathan NBJ. Barry, Nathan Barry Jr. 
Oh my God! See, this is why when I love- he went to when he went to a frat, he went by or when he was at Nebraska his freshman year, he went by OBJ in his fraternity. It was Odell. So, they mainly called me okay. Odell. Well, oh, they called him Odell. What it's is kinda, Odell's fucking initials? That's kind of racist. I mean, I had the blonde hair. It was definitely racist. But I like <laughs> yeah. but I was Shout first, out Nebraska. We love you. I was the first ever. They black do it right over the there. Fraternity. Don't worry. I understood where they, they just wanted me to fill at home. What, so what frat were you in? Nate? Delta Tau Delta. Da-da-da or dick-to-dick, however you want to say it. That's okay. What they, that's what they go by. Good to know. Thanks for the options. Badass fucking frat house he moved into. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker went there over summer and, like, yeah, pretty got much it. got a bid before school even started. Yeah, it was. They, you they was, was lined they up did a and summer everything. rush over there. They Wa- do that, like, Washington. That's University. actually badass. Yeah, it's dope. not if you're from California and you don't know. And I kind of got. They s- saw a pretty boy Nate and they were like, oh, shit. Let's, let's go. Let's get him in get our him, get him, frat. Get him, get him. Because if I would have no. done it the right way, I probably, I probably, no disrespect to my fraternity, I probably would have joined the SAE. Like, they were just more more my kind of people, sure. but I just didn't, I was only They're there more well-known, too. Had they seen you now, too, it might have been different. I mean, we're looking at, like, a Mighty Ducks hairline when it comes to the flying V that's on Nate's head. Oh, yeah. He we're hasn't talking seen about, a barber. Sh- barber and I hope you know, weeks. Tucker, no black guy has seen a barber. So don't just come at me. Come at all African-Americans listening to this no, podcast no, as well. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah, don't put me in Oh, no. Everybody under. Back you to guys, LeBron. You guys understand Back where I'm coming LeBron. from. Back to LeBron. Order in the court. I didn't know the Mighty Ducks reference was going to hit you that hard. Oh, it's been hitting me hard every time you brought it up. This it was training. a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Taco Tuesday every night. Every night when I look at that man's hair. <laughs> God. He's referring to the taco meat on sitting on top of my head that has not been oiled, sanitized, or any type of hair product put in in the last four days. I need you, Denzel. I'll be coming to sack for a haircut soon. Back to the LeBron MJ question. Tuck, like, I mean... I like how you bring up the Kobe point. We've talked a lot off air that it is difficult in, in some aspects to, to um, put like a shooting guard versus a small forward. And that is essentially the, the Michael Jordan LeBron debate. I think if Mike played in times right now, he would be just sen- as sensational as he was back then. I think LeBron would have had a harder time you, back you, in Mike's day as in like the physical aspect of it. But at the same time, I'm not knocking on LeBron's just, you know, his build and what he can do at his size. Like, he can bully some people, but I think he would have gotten bullied a lot more back then. Another, uh, yeah, that, another that was, thing. Like, that was also the sound of a uh, fresh Hazel team getting opened. Shout out <laughs> Sierra Nevada. But, Nikki, I'm telling you, I really think that, you know, some people might say the cop-out of saying, oh, they're different positions. You know, you, you, that, that's just a cop-out, you know, as a Kobe, sure. as a Kobe guy. I'm not going to sit here and say who I think is better because at the end of the day, I really do think you can make a case for both. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be a guy who's just on both sides of the fence. But you're not going to get the take out of me that you probably were looking for. And that is strictly because I don't want any of this film to be used against me. I'm just a Kobe guy. LeBron was going to win a Serene this year in my heart. I felt that. Season's, so, com- season's coming back. We can talk about that later. But I think season's coming back. With no fans, yes, it will be coming back. Oh, my God. But... He's already I, protecting LeBron now yeah. for when he loses with no fans in the arena. No, no, oh. there's there's gonna be no fans in any sporting. Get that through your fucking skull. I'm, I'm aware. The NFL is gonna have none. Why we're are you? T- we're why talking you... earlier today to Nate before he decides to be affect, fucking that late. That won't affect the Patriots though. Before Nate, yeah, well they'll find some fucking way to cheat. Before <laughs> Nate decided to be fucking late, bar shout out Nick Lowe. This motherfucker, I was telling. They could pump sound into these stadiums and just do it that way if you really like That's ha- what you have no fans. Do. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I'm sure, but at the same time, I'd almost like to just hear fucking no sound. I get to hear full-on CTE. I get to hear people talking shit to each other. You like, know in 2K you the, when you, you turn down the, the crowd? Yards. We're getting off track. <laughs> I mean, no. Do you remember your point that you were trying to make with the whole Kobe thing? That you were caught, you, you didn't want to sound like a cop out, even though it sounds like a cop out to me. Sounds like Nikki. a cop out. All right, this definitely sounds like a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, just yeah, Le- yeah. Le- Le- LeBron versus, Le- versus Le- Michael Jordan. Back to the Bill Lambert okay. thing. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna get over the Kobe thing. Uh, my pride's gonna fucking go to the side. Swallow. Bill Lambert. Uh, LeBron's better than MJ. I don't give a fuck. One on one, you get a bucket. LeBron, nine times out of ten, yes. I don't care. Like I, I truly don't care. Kobe was a better defender than all three, by the way. Hundred percent. That's a tough one. I mean, it's only between Kobe and MJ. LeBron's not in that category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look I mean, it up. All the fucking first team uh, NBA defense. Hey, I mean Tony Allen, first team all defense. <laughs> all right. Jordan. Jordan won a lot of first team all defense. Himself. I know. That's why I said it's only between Kobe and Jordan. I thought. Uh, I thought you were putting Kobe. Are you saying Kobe? Kobe. No. Kobe's better defender than Jordan. That's what I'm saying. But okay. I, I was gonna say you said uh, making it like. 
all three maybe had a shot. I was really well. That, that's saying so, yeah, all I was two confused. had a shot. Okay, yeah, Kobe, that, MJ, that, that Kobe, better. I mean, I don't, LeBron would beat MJ one on one. I think he's a all around better basketball okay. player. Yes, Bill Lambert had every right to say that. He hasn't even played against LeBron. I know there might be some spite out of it because those sure. bad boys hated the Bulls, but they also beat him too. So it's not like they fucking have the most salt in the wound when it comes to those motherfuckers. So I think Bill was just given like an honest take. I truly do. I truly do. I think Tuck's just a little mad you didn't ask him who's better, MJ or Kobe. Yeah, a little I think bit. there's a I little think, bit I of... Think that all right, we're not going to sit here and say my Jimmy's got Tuck. wrestled. We're not going to do that, all right? We're not going to fucking sit here and say my Jimmy's are wrestled, all right? Because they weren't. And now they definitely sound like they were. <laughs> but... I'm perfectly okay, guys. It's okay. Tuck, Tuck is a little upset because we weren't talking about Kobe. My cheeks are pink or anything. We're more focused on, on Michael and LeBron. The Last Dance, it's coming to us tonight, episodes one and two. We will be talking about it later on the show. You guys will hear all about it tomorrow. So make sure you tune in before you guys go and give those next couple episodes a read. Or listen, I should See, say. See, this is what happens when you're late to the fucking show. You would know this is going to be a transition into the interview. Or not the interview. See, now I'm fucking up because your lateness is fucking me up. You got to write it me down some be, notes. No, no, no. You're late. You don't get any notes. It was going to be a transition to the fucking last dance review, Bobby Flay review, maybe throwing a pinch of bar rescue. Mm. But since you were Ooh. late, since you were late, you decided to fuck it up. And now we're going to put this on the podcast and, and make sure people know Edit this that out. you fucked up. Mm. Edit this out, please, Nikki. Yeah. No, I'm, no I'm shot. editing it out. No shot. Yep. This is me editing it out right now. Edit it out. Look at his face. Shut up over there, Nick. Get the fuck out of here. I was late. I feel bad. I'm walking here, man. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. I'm on season, almost season three of The Sopranos. Tony Soprano. It's getting pretty, pretty badass. He still hasn't started Ozark, even though I told him to. And it's going to be better than Ozark. Breaking Bad when it's all said and done. <laughs> Hottest take. Let's hit the fucking review. Tuck sounds silly. He's still rustled. Let the record show my jimmies were not rustled, so fuck both of you, but we're not going to get into that because what we're going to get into is the last dance. I fucking loved it. I loved every bit of it. I mean, I'm not even a Bulls fan. Obviously, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. You're a Celtics fan. Nate, Kings fan. Sacktown. But it was great. First two episodes, put you on the edge of your seat, make you feel good. Make you feel like, oh wow, this is gonna be a hell of a docu series, but maybe that's just me. It was, but it was good. No, no. If, if you sound sure, a little good. reluctant there. What, what I want to say is, and that's this is what I was telling Nate when we were watching it. The, the first episode was very Michael Jordan based, which it should be. And the way they've hyped it up is like, you know, it's the Last Dance, and they're kind of jumping back and shout forth. Shout out from, Phil's playbook, by the way, the shout, Last Dance. Shout yeah. out. We'll Phil's get into playbook. that maybe later, though. You know, they're jumping back and forth a little bit. So that was my initial kind of reaction to it. Was well, I, I thought this was strictly going to be this last season. They're giving me information about Jordan when he was in college at UNC. You know how he got there, etc. And the gambling references were just off the chain. Spot you know, on. Clearly, MJ. His, his favorite two words are hit me. Uh, 100%. You know, because that man is a gambling man. Like, let's be honest. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. They, they, had, they had those moments where you just, you felt good. You, you felt like you, the last piece of the puzzle and it just hits, you know? Yeah. That's what you wanted to see. I was a, a little surprised, I guess, to say for the first two episodes, the, the Michael Jordan feature and then kind of the Scottie Pippen for the second one. And they're kind of hopping back and forth early in their careers and then to the last season, early in their careers last season. But, no, I agree. It was, it was good, man. I mean, we've been deprived of sports for a while now, and this kind of And they push this feeling. forward. They push this forward for us, and they give us two episodes. So, I mean, you know, everyone loves a BOGO. Buy one, get one free. You know, you get one, you get the second. So that's just a hell of a deal you can't pass up on. But someone that you can pass up on is Jerry fucking Krause. Wow. Because let me tell you, that guy had no business running that fucking team. I mean, you just can get into so many things about that guy. It leaves you stunned. fucking believable. It leaves you stumped. Yeah, speechless. Got to give the man credit where credit is due. Um, He did get those trades in. Uh, Oh, we might get into that. But, I mean, he did have some, some, some moments where he shined, but... You first get this intro to this guy, you're like, holy fuck, this is a car salesman. Right. 100%. And, and this guy's sleazy. 
I mean, the owner, fucking uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, he's thinking like, oh my god, people are telling me not to hire this guy, but I'm probably gonna go out on a limb and still fucking hire him. And I get that sometimes, you know, you gotta take sure. those chances, but. This guy is as sleazy as it fucking gets. And I think I think that's the interesting thing because a lot of people going into this whole documentary are just like your your whole idea about this Bulls team. You don't really think about it in in this light, right? That this GM was kind of like you know he he was little man syndrome. And Mike Mike fucking says that, which drives a big old truck, which is gold. And it, for the viewers out there, listeners don't know what the little man syndrome is. It's when you might not be in the right appearance. Or you might not have that right personality, and you have to do things to make yourself look bigger. Feel empowered. Exactly, to feel empowered. This man, Jerry Krause, did not draft Michael Jordan. Shout out to my uh, high school vice principal. He had a little man syndrome. Go ahead, my man. Okay, man, okay. Big shout out. Jerry Krause came in after Mike's rookie year. He was the general manager. So he didn't draft Michael Jordan, which is already a huge just ding into his whole professional career in the NBA as the GM for the Bulls, right? Like, I mean, yeah, that's that's just not a good sign. It's, it's huge. So he, he doesn't draft Three years Michael. in college, that's what people forget too. I mean, he's experienced, ready to go. But oh, and, and Michael— He was ready to come out of the league as a high schooler. So, right. But yeah, no, my he, bad. Go ahead. At, at UNC, Mike really showed that he, he became league-ready his rookie year. And so yeah. this Jerry guy doesn't draft him— and there could be resentment right there for him because, you know, this wasn't Jerry's doing. You know, he, he didn't do this, um, and he could automatically just kind of feel like, you know, oh, like, this Michael Jordan guy wasn't from, from my success. You know, it's from the Bulls' success. And it makes him come off selfish right off the bat. That was something really interesting. You just, again, you, you don't really think about that when you think about this team's success. You think of them as one of the most dominant teams in NBA history. You and think of them as basketball players. Honestly, which is why it was crazy that they got the name Traveling Cocaine Circus, MJ's first rookie year. I mean, his rookie year, no, right. Not his first rookie year. It's his only rookie year. I mean, that's Correct. That a dumb fucking statement. But nonetheless, I mean, let's get into that. The, the, he, Jordan MJ was walks stumped. in. He was goes stumped. into the hotel room. He's got lines to his right, weed to his left, titties to his straight forward. Drinking all around. And he says he walked out, but let's be real. At the end of the day, Nate— I'm looking at you. He had to have stayed. I mean, I already saw a meme out. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's just a picture of Michael Jordan with his tears watery as hell. And he, they're like, yeah, I walked out. Yeah, right, Mike. Yeah, my, mean, ass, let, let, my ass. My ass. Let's get, yeah. let's get it straight. And Mike, the bear doesn't shit in the woods. Yeah. Mike, I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt. You might not have been doing the lines. But, but you stayed. You stayed. You stayed. It, I mean, him as a gambling man... He could probably have bet that he stayed. He takes that chance. Yeah. He takes that chance. He, he references, oh, if the cops come, like, everyone's busted. He took the chance to stay. He doubled down on that night. I mean, at the end of the day, either he stayed or he's a narc. Because the way he went on in the true, episode, he just true. kept spitting out facts and facts and facts. So it's going to be interesting to see if later on we hear, like, maybe I'm thinking episode five, episode six. Mm. We're really going to get into the gambling ways when it gets to those latter episodes. Sure. But are we going to get into ways, like... Maybe MJ just started fucking around. Obviously, he fucked strippers and stuff. But maybe it was a drug problem that came on because he denied it at first. There was only one guy that attested that he didn't do it. I that was something that, that he popped, wasn't in the that room. That he didn't. That Mike didn't do the lines and the weed and all that. There sure. was only one guy from that eighty season that they had attest to that. I I think the funny thing is when when the reporter asks him about that, where he says the Bulls traveling cocaine circus. MJ laughs. Oh, it's a full-on, like, it's a you got me. Laugh. You and got it, me. Yeah, it's like an admission of guilt laugh, almost as if he's like, yeah, you caught me red-handed. Like, I think that was that was big. They told him OJ and 7-Up was his uh, his drink of choice, not really a big drinker then. Well, I mean, he's that, got the old-fashioned and the cigar next to yeah, him the whole yeah, time during the documentary. that's hogwash. That's hogwash. I mean, either he's sipping lean or that's just a bullshit drink they gave for him because that's just not true. This is not true. You know, the, the first episode, very, very centered around Mike. Um, he oh, oh, but also, though, I'm sorry. I know you're probably going into the second, which is fine. But before we get into that, Jerry Reinsdorf mentioned the fact that Krause invited everyone to the wedding but Phil Jackson. And uh, you know me, fucking big Lakers fan. I'm a fucking huge Phil Jackson fan, too. True. So you don't invite that man to the wedding. I get your pettiness. You know, it's whatever. But... Reinsdorf says, oh, I'd be thanking him if I did not get invited to the wedding. 
and that's okay. I understand that. Phil, coming from his uh, viewpoint, he probably didn't mind it because he did not fuck with Jerry. So at the end of the day, was the bar an open wedding, though? Nate, I mean, you, you tell me. If the bar's open wedding, you're going. If there's open bar, I'm pissed off if I didn't get invited. Right. 100%. Did I totally fuck that up and say if bar's open wedding? I think you have 100% said if the bar is open. I wedding. definitely, it registered through my head and I, I realized I fucked up. You got at up. Nikki earlier for stature, for so stature, we're going to let right. this one slide. So yeah, the, the, okay, but that's, see, that's more of like a mixing of wording. His was a misuse of vocabulary. Stature, status, very close in words. But back to the no, main no, point. No, 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 no. Back I'm to the main no, point. No, no, stop. Let me, uh, what I'm saying is I did not use the right words in the sentence. Fuck, I mean, this is just another poor take. We're going to let it slide. Just keep it pushing. But as as you did make clear, Phil Jackson could have been happy with not being invited since the two didn't mess with each other. And that was the way to end off the first episode, I thought. It was a right. great way and, to talk uh, about like, it. And Krauss says, you know, the whole last dance shit that you were talking about, the playbook, is Krauss saying, Phil, this is your last your last season. Yeah, he told him and, from the get-go. Yeah, like, and, he came and, in and, and said, or Phil went in and said, this is your last season. Right. And, and, and he just walked out. Pretty much only exactly. A he words said, said. He said for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so the fact that okay. you know, yeah, he's he's okay. okay. The fact that this is his last season, and then you're you're not even inviting him to his wedding, just some petty shit, and it, it comes back and just it shows his true colors in this documentary. And I don't want to like talk down on Jerry Krause as a person. Um, but fuck but, him. But like it just it doesn't look good on his half, and that's that's really what I got out of the first episode. You know. They, they talk about how Jordan, his upbringing, um, he was slept on. He felt like he, he had to earn his stripes in the league, and he accomplishes it his, Which his first he did. year. He, you did. Know, you he know. wins Rookie of the Year. The episode kind of ends with the introduction, and I think it was— To Mr. SP33, to S- Pippen. To, to SP33, right? And, you know, they go back to now—this is back in time. We're, we're, we're in the last dance, and it's the, the, the last season with them. Scottie Pippen's hurt. Phil Jackson comes out. You just won your fifth ring. They're loving him. Jerry Krause comes out. Oh, he got the round boom. of applause he, of a lifetime. And then, yeah, no, it, I think Jerry was first, actually. Jer- Jerry was first, But right? he got the Roger Goodell treatment. 100%. Like, he was getting no yes, cheers, yes. just straight boos. I mean, as a Pats fan, Nate, you know what Roger Goodell's treatment is like. It, I won't it's even not say good. that man's name. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know about 100%. you, Nikki. I, won't, I can't. It, but I mean, that just goes alone to fucking show how much it says. Because at the end of the day, the fans even do. Like, this Kraus guy, piece of shit. So, and then you talk about the fact that they're only paying Scottie Pippen $18 million right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, over let, seven years. Let's get into that. Nate, you want to say something? You got to remember, Kraus said that statement about an organization being just as important to championship as players. There's not a fan out there that thinks that. Robert Kraft has as much to do with it as Bill and Tom Brady. Yeah, and that's no. just an example. I understand they might put the pieces to the puzzle, but at the end of the day, if the players don't perform on the field, on the court, on the rink, right. on the field, it, it's just not going to fucking lead to anything. On so, the field? Yeah, on the field. I was I fucking kind of went with like the football field and the baseball field. I should have said diamond. That would have actually been there better. There you go. Like but that. I would have had the fucking but, actual quadrum. But yeah. That, that's what you were saying off air, though. Michael Jordan was pissed off because that's what his general manager said. It's, you know, we win as an organization, almost not as a player or like a, one individual in Well, in I mean, you, even, you saw the lack of respect MJ had for him. I mean, he's over here saying, what, those pills going to be for your diet? They're going to be your short or, pills? Or your like, height. Right. Your yeah. height hey, Jerry, you want to come do layups with us? I'll get him to lower the rim. Yeah, I mean, I just subtle jabs like that just indicated how much MJ didn't like him. I mean, I mean even after that McDonald's championship, I think he – threw a couple jabs at him like, oh, don't let Jerry touch the trophy. Right. Because it's just like, we don't fuck with you. I think I think the producers of The Last Dance made it apparent right off the bat that Jerry Krause is going to kind of be the enemy, the Carol Baskin, you could say, of this doc series. And the thing was, we thought we might not see his face in episode two, but he came in like around the 25-minute right. mark, and you're just like, fuck, there he is, let's, Jerry. Let's get into that. So like, I, I kind of said what I, what I was a little surprised about with the series. Episode one was a, a lot MJ-focused. That's kind of how episode two starts. It's about Scotty, and that's kind of how they end episode one. You know, Scotty's hurt going into this last season, and they, they kind of talk about they, – they start it with the contracts. And so Michael's getting around $36 million in, in this last dance season, 
they just signed Phil to one more year, hence the Six last million. dance. Six million Six reasons million. to come back. And so Scottie Pippen was on the trade market. That was kind of the feel. And he decides to not get... Wasn't happy about it. He, he wasn't happy about it, but he, he decided not to get um, surgery during the summer after they won their fifth ship. He, he decides to wait and ends up getting it closer to the season. He start wanted to have and, fun in the and, summer. And yeah. Exactly. And he's hurt, and you know he's not playing for them, kind of detrimental to the team. But... He fucking he deserved that summer. He gave the big to, fu to Jerry, 100%. saying like, "This is what you get for not paying me." Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you're petty with no invitation to Phil. I'm gonna be petty and fucking get surgery later and make me sit out when the season starts because right. I'm gonna show you how valuable I am. And he does go exactly. to show how valuable he is because they lose some of those games they in the struggled. beginning of the season. They I mean, lost the first four road games yeah thank you thank you for the fact i was gonna say i was gonna just get to the road games nate you're not late right now so i'll let that fucking shit slide but uh next time that's my fact all right no nonetheless (laughs) nonetheless nate thank you for your uh you know i think your big head came in for that one and a little slow slow mind for tuck god you know i i tried to rip on him we're both laughing over here like i mean i'm just gonna i'm gonna cut it there short nate my bad. My bad. I love you. Hey, we no, have, no, we no, have no, a lot no, of... No, no, no. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. <laughs> Speaking of not apologizing, Bill Clinton. Oh, my goodness. This man made a cameo in the fucking show. Good for him, honestly. Uh, I thought it was a little funny because, you know, he talks about when uh, he first met Michael, he was very nervous. He Scotty, could bear- Scotty. Or, yeah, excuse me, Scotty. You're right, you're right. This is the second episode. When he first met Scotty, he could barely say three words around him. And, you know, normally the first three words that Bill Clinton hears is stop, help. So, or, no, stop Bill, it, help, you know, please. So, something like of that matter. So, stop it, Bill. Yeah. It, it, not I there. Mean, good not for there. him because Bill's an icon. Scotty, obviously, an icon. So, when you get those two heads to clash together, anytime anything it, can happen. My, my jimmies were rustled at the fact that Scotty Pippen was the sixth in salary on this Bulls team. I know we talk about his underappreciation. But say that again for the fans, Nikki. Sixth in salary on this Bulls team. Obviously, Jordan's number one. But the fact that his head coach is getting paid more than Scottie Pippen, I, I think honestly, Steve Kerr probably was getting paid more than him. And I'm not saying that. Rightfully Steve- so. I mean, okay, yeah, come, hey, on, come, come on, on, come on, put some respect on him. That man hit it, the, one of the biggest jumpers in NBA Finals history. Okay, but let's not get there. We're not, we're not arguing about, about Steve Kerr's impact versus Scottie P. Jordan says No, we aren't, because one-on-one, Steve Kerr would take him to town. But go ahead. Oh, now I got you stumped. <clears throat> That's how you stumped the truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His jimmies were already rustled, Tuck. My jimmies were already rustled. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Mine were earlier, supposedly. Now, other than being sixth paid on the team... What was that other stat about the league? Where was he at? In the, was it 122 around the league? It was 122 highest paid salary in the league. And now, Nikki, being the sports guy that you are, where would you say Scotty's talent was at the time for the people that Top five player. He asked Nikki, though. This is 97-98. You look at the, the powerhouses in that league. You got Malone, for sure, and Stockton in Utah. I mean – Obviously, you know what? When, when's Kobe drafted? Just I want to throw in Kobe in here, just just for you. Ninety-seven, so you cock. So I don't forget him. Just so I don't forget him. That's that's the only reason. I mean, shit, bro. I, I I don't know. I don't know the the rosters like that at this moment in time, Nate. But he's for sure coming off five rings as the number two to to MJ. He's got to be up there. I I wouldn't know necessarily say top five, but top ten for sure. There's some guys I'm missing, but. He's he's worthy to get paid, and the fact that he's getting under three million a year is absolutely bullshit. Well, they also mentioned too how he was worthy of MJ buying him golf clubs, and that just goes to show how much of a gambling man Michael Jordan was. Because, like Scotty said, most of the time he was taking the money on the course. So you know that's one of those things: short-term gain, long-term investment, and I mean, excuse me. Short-term investment, long-term gain. There we go. And the thing about that is it's like, okay, MJ, that is just the ultimate power move slash douchebag hustler move because it's like, yeah, you're probably better than him on the golf course. You're you're better than him at basketball. You're just that ultimate competitor. Mm. So to it just goes to show how much of a gambler that man really was. And that's part of the reason why he still has just a chunk of me saying he's the GOAT because how, how, how much, much of a those, gambler he was. How much do you think those clubs were that he paid for? Back in the day – Seventy-five dollars. 
75 like for for the whole shebang whole set whole set and how much do you think that'd be worth now like this like, is Michael like Jordan. That, that's what I'm saying. A shitty pair of clubs, probably like three hundred, four hundred dollars now. Probably did not get him anything top notch. Guarantee oh, you, think you so? that. Oh hell yeah! I don't this know. was what his second year, right? It was the year that he came over to this, the Bulls. This was his first year, like his rookie year. He bought him this. Yeah, that's of clubs. what. Okay, yeah, it was rookie year. So like, you don't have any trust in this guy at that point. So you're just like, fuck it. Let me take his money and let's earn a great relationship but, but out again, there. You're talking the short-term investment for a long-term gain. I feel like he bought him some nice clubs, and bro. And that's where the gain is. You buy a decent pair, set of clubs, okay, and right. that's what I'm saying. Decent set, like $75 back then. I'd say like a great set would have been 200 Nowadays, like, I mean, you can get a good set of golf clubs for like almost 2500 or so. Like, they fucking run you up. Yeah. So... Back then, that's what I'm saying. Like 75 translating to about 400, 500 nowadays. MJ realized Butters he got him up. decent enough clubs that he could play, and they'd last long enough for his whole NBA tenure. And then, bam, I'm taking fucking Scotty's money every other day of the week. I, I I personally believe he got him a better set of clubs. I think when I think his also again, I hear you on the long term. Of course, got the gambler and got got some of those games on the court. Of course. Once but, again, my takes getting exposed. I understand. But, but I just, I just, I just feel I, I, I felt like he on Nikki's point that it was more to gain a teammate. That if I'm, a, I'm gonna show you that when you're coming over here, I'm gonna treat you good. Right. But you got a ball. You got to show me what you're gonna do for me. You know. Sure. But I sure. think we'll see later in some of these episodes that MJ didn't display the uh, the confidence, the trust that you guys think he displayed in Scotty. Uh, maybe he gets exposed for maybe calling Scotty out like episode three, episode four, some of these beef moments. I think there's going to be a couple, a couple tense moments between the two of them. No, a hundred percent. That's what, that's what you would expect. You know, I mean, think about any good powerhouse duo, like they're, they're going to run into some tension for sure. I think one of the highlights of this episode that I kind of want to bring up is um, we talked a lot of shit about Jerry Krause um, kind of deserving again from the producers on how they display him early on in this doc series. But he was responsible for this uh, Scottie Pippen trade, and you know, um, he basically Give worked him credit out credit where it's due. Worked out the deal. Um, Supersonics had the fifth pick. Bulls had the eighth. And I guess the way they made it sound is the the Sonics were going to take um, Scottie Pippen for the Bulls, and then they you know they worked out that trade on the draft day. And so that was a big move, just in the fact that he got them paired together. And so something like I, I just I don't know from the first two episodes, what what you want to think about is this Kraus guy shady. He was told not to get drafted or not to come in by um, the owner Jerry Reindorf. He ends up well, take, no, but yeah, by everyone else. By he, everyone else, he ends yeah. up he ends up bringing him in, and the man does a he does a draft night trade. Like it makes sense that he was brought in for some reason, some reason that we don't know. And so you know he might have he might have pulled off this trade, he might have not. But I want to give him at least some credit for that in the episode because for the oh, rest I already of, say give him credit, the, the rest of know, the series we're dogging him like he, he's no, he's yeah, not he's coming out as, piece of shit. as the good guy 100 he's carol bass he looks like he sells and hummers for a living it, it it goes on 100 it looks like he drives one too it goes on with this guy you know jordan gets his injury this is a sophomore year this is kind of where the episode is just transitioning a little bit it's an ankle injury it's broken and they're giving him 14 minutes of restriction seven minutes per half that's kind of how it goes on, transitions like the end of this episode too. And the percentages of him playing in his career too. Right. And what, they were like 90, it was 90-10, what was yeah, it again? Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. It was, um, they basically did the whole, like, like we were saying, we'll relate this to the coronavirus. Yeah. They're, they're telling Michael, Michael Jordan has told the staff that he's been playing. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, you can't be playing, your, your ankle's fucked up. And the, what they explained to him is, you know, this isn't the long-term thing that you want to do. And Jordan's thinking, you know, I'm a player. I got to think right now. I told everyone I'd make playoffs every year. Exactly. And Krause is thinking, you know, I need this guy to be healthy for the next 10 years. And so they told him, they said, hey, you get injured, there's a 10% chance that your career is over. Um, there's a 90% chance, though, that you're fine, you know, if, you, if you're That's fine. an A. And exactly. And so Jordan, Jordan sends, they, they, they make it like an Advil kind of claim where it's like, oh, you have a bottle of Advil nine pills are good one pill's gonna kill you would you if you have a headache do you take the pill and he goes it depends how on bad is the how, fucking, how headache. fucking bad yeah. the headache is right and so you were saying the coronavirus exactly. yeah i heard that reference earlier too or not i shouldn't say earlier this was like a month ago or so talking about how you know you got a pack of skittles it's like the coronavirus you got a pack of skittles and one of them is poisonous are you gonna eat the whole pack it's like 
No, you're probably not. I mean, even if you left one left, are you going to eat the whole pack and leave one? No, you're fucking not. So, but, but if you're but, Michael. But if you're Michael and you have a 90-10 chance, I mean, that's just a no-brainer. I mean, at the end of the day, no fucking brainer. And what did he do? He came back. They put him on a minutes restriction, but that was okay. It was 14 minutes a game until it got to the clutch time when they had to pull him out. And that's okay. They finally got their first road win. They pulled him out. Gary Paxton, I believe it was. John Paxton. John, excuse me, well, came it was, in. It was that big game where they needed the win to kind of get into the playoffs. Yeah, the needed the win. Yeah, it, no, you're absolutely right. They needed that win to get into the fucking it, it, playoffs. It just shows Krause's true colors again where it's like, dog, you had 30 seconds in a game where you need to win this to kind of – And Phil was told ahead. if he played over 14 minutes, he would have been fired. You're fired. So exactly. I'm assuming that he hadn't played up to 14 minutes. Like he was in that area – so it wasn't really much it wasn't of a stretch. At that point, it was Stan. I mean, excuse me, Stan. No, you're absolutely right, Nate. God damn, that's why we have you there. Oh, you're that's why right. we have. Thank you, Nate. Yeah. Thank you, Nate. That's great. That's great. Nonetheless, I think that Stan had him up to the minutes regulation, and then obviously Jerry said, "No, you're not going back out there." But that was fine because John Paxton saved the day, hit the shot. They fucking locked up, played defense, right. won the game. And, and they, end up, they end up getting the playoff spot. They end up getting the playoff spot, and the rest is TBD because episode three and four will be coming out next Sunday, and that's when we fucking find out. Well, Larry Bird and, yeah. the, and the Celtics. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, fuck. I totally forgot about those fucks. Tuck, I mean, the, the Celtics going to win the championship this year. The, the Bulls make the playoffs Jordan's second year. This is an 86, and first game he drops 63. Still an NBA record. He says, fuck you, Jerry Krause. Fuck your minutes restriction. And this is, this is exactly what he wanted. You know, this was that fuck you moment. And Larry Bird was in awe. Tuck Money himself. Larry Bird, Matty K. You can call him whatever you want. He's the guy. And he comes in. I like to consider myself a great value Larry Bird when it comes to backyard basketball. Huge value. Huge value. Great is an understatement. And Mike, comes, Mike comes in his second year in the league and... Fucking drop 63 on the Celtics. The Celtics had gone on to win the championship that year. They even went on to win that game, I'm pretty sure. They would go on to win that game, right? And it just shows that... The Krause, shittiest feeling know, when you drop like 60-plus and you lose a game. But yeah, go on. Kraus fucked Michael. Or he, he just, again, was so resentful because he didn't have that glory to draft this poster child that ends up you know running the league for the next couple decades. And so that was a huge moment. I loved that part of it. And then, yeah, like um, the episode kind of ends with Scottie Pippen and, you know, he's still hurt and they want to trade. He wants to get traded, you know, and yeah. they, it's a, question, a big question mark. We all know what happens. He obviously doesn't, you know. And pretty much we feel like that it's just going to kind of go like a little player by player episode. We probably think Dennis Rodman's coming up on right. episode three. I don't know if Steve Kerr is going to get his own episode. I think he might get like a little segment because he's fucking Steve Kerr. He bailed out MJ a couple times, one of the greatest shooters ever. Uh, he coached a bunch of scrubs to fucking finals. But Fuck Kevin Durant. Yeah, fuck him. Regardless, it's going to be a great docuseries, and I'm super excited to watch. And I'm also super excited to watch Beat Bobby Flay. So that's why we need to get the fuck downstairs, study the tape, watch the film, and just get after it. Let's go. Fuck Bobby. Well, guys, beat Bobby Flay. Uh, I want to sit here and say it was a good one, but it wasn't. It it wasn't. To say the fucking least. I'm a little pissed off about it. I'm not going to lie. Last week, we came out with the dub. And in this show, it it seems very 50-50 at times, but when you come by a win, you take it. And... This week, we had, we had a good episode. I mentioned that it was going to be grill-themed, and it was. A little barbecue battle. That's Bobby's specialty. And, you know, they took it to him. It was a Susie Bullock versus David Bancroft. Some powerful names, to say the least. Maybe some first-round draft picks. In- yeah, yeah, don't stretch it. Don't stretch it. Don't stretch it. We had two white average Joes going head-to-head tonight. And what was the main ingredient? It was a rack of lamb. So, rack of goat. Excuse me, rack of goat. Nikki, you ever have goat? I haven't had goat. So that's where your opinion uh, lessens a little bit during this segment, but that's okay. So, so give me your opinions. I've had it before. I think it's great. You know, season it well, cook it, cook it well. Uh, my neighbor, shout out uh, the Lopez family. They served me goat one time. Absolutely magnificent. Okay. So 
that's that, that's my take on it. I think they both dueled it out. They both had a good fucking contest. Uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to seasoning. It comes down to technique. It comes down to how you actually perform and how you make it the star ingredient of your dish. But we, so, we took the hitter. We, we took David. We picked the guy to win, and that's not any type of sexism or anything. That's just uh, no, if, you oh, saw, if you saw how they were going forward with their dish, you'd understand why you would pick David. Uh, Nate picked uh, – Nate, who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? I picked uh, Susie, was her name? Sarah? Susie. Yeah, Susie? yeah I mean, that's yeah. how little confidence you had. I mean, yeah, she disappointed me. I was pretty mad. That's okay, though, because uh, <laughs> end of the day, most of the time you're going to get it wrong. It's probably true when this comes to this show. I usually get pretty much everything, I guess, on this podcast wrong. Okay, okay. Well, don't, don't put the pity fucking point out there, okay? I mean, you made a guess, and you stuck with it. It was fucking wrong, but... Say la vie. David David came out and he had he had his um his his goat rack. He had two like a uh, goat racks per whatever you want to call it. Like he had two bones per meat what he was serving. Then he cut it and that's when the judges were like, I don't know if, if you if that was yeah, the right no, decision. No, he, he butterflied it. He, butterflied exactly. it. That's exactly what it is. And when you do that, you lose all the juices. Still, his flavor, his palate that he delivered to the judges, it brought him to the next round. And it brought him to a fucking big-time move. And that was to push Bobby Flay in a challenge of ribs. That was a signature dish, right. Yes. And anytime you challenge Bobby in barbecue, you're going out on a limb. I mean, like we said, Tex-Mex, that's his thing, but... He knows barbecue. It's just okay. tough. It's Bobby fucking Flay. It's tough. It's not Gordon Ramsay, obviously. We know that. Nate. As not being a fan in. of the show, has anybody ever beat Bobby in barbecue? Like a barbecue category? Yeah. Grill? I was saying earlier He's how definitely lost. He, he lost in like a, a Western burger. Like it was a barbecue okay. bacon burger. Um, kind you of might aspect. have been late to the show, so you might not have heard. Right. He, he, he lost in a fried chicken sandwich. He has lost in barbecue, but we were kind of explaining how when you have someone with like a like a – Asian dish or like an Italian dish, like something very specific, you're going to get a hitter. If you're going like American barbecue, it's extremely tough because the man's a master on the grill. Okay. Okay. And he went the whole, you know, pressure cooker route, same, same as David. They both went that same route, but Bobby's, Bobby fried the ribs. Bobby, Bobby yeah, fried he, the ribs. I honestly thought it was a questionable move because you throw any type of meat into the fryer. It's a little skeptical other than chicken. You know, I mean, obviously we all love a good chicken tender, but when you're throwing like a red meat in or, or pork or sometimes, you know, you just, you get a little worried that the, the meat might soak it all up. So shouts out to Bobby. He was all over that. Put him on the grill after got a good glaze. I mean, we all love a, that good, thick caramel mm. glaze on, on ribs. You know, when, when you look forward to a rib, that is the epitome of it. You know, I, I say that word a lot, but let me tell you, that is a great rib. Uh, absolutely. And I want to, I want to shout out to his competitor, David, he went with the, the crispy chicken skin streusel, and it was a bold move, to say the least. And I don't know, you didn't seem as big of a fan of, of the decision as I did. I thought one of the judges might not like it. It's, it's, it's based off of three judges, for those of you who haven't watched the show, Beat Bobby Flay. And if you haven't listened to the earlier, or the earlier part of the podcast, it's uh, Beat Bobby Flay. It's pretty fucking self-explanatory. You have to beat the guy one-on-one. But nonetheless. <laughs> the crispy chicken streusel. That right there, I mean, it's, it's such a hit or miss. They both put texture on top of the ribs, which I'm not going to lie, Nate. Wh- how often do you get like a, a little streusel or crumble on top of your ribs? Not usually. It's usually just a barbecue sauce, typically. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not so that. from the get-go, both of these guys are fucking taking it to the next level. They're giving you that texture mm. that you're looking for. One went almonds. I think the other one went peanuts. I think yeah. Bobby went peanuts, and then fucking David had like an almond with the streusel kind of. Which kind is of. okay, because obviously, like we said, we, we wouldn't have thought of that probably, you know, when we're cooking in 45 minutes. Sure. And I condemned them for that, but like I said, I just thought it was a little weird. No. Which it 100%. worked out for both of them. They ended up, all the judges ended up liking it, you know. It came down to pretty much a split decision. Bobby ended up just... Taking the fucking nod. That's why we fucking hate them. These judges are going in. It's a blind taste test. They don't know whose dish they're having first. Every time they taste Bobby's and the camera goes back to him, his facial expression is just like, I know I'm going to win. He's like, a vet. Yeah, he's, he's like, there's no way the scrub loses to me. And, and it was more of like a thing where he was so confident in everything they're saying. Like Even all the, the dings they were giving on his dish, 
it, it wasn't anything too major for him to, to lose the whole competition. You know, it's a white dad swagger that you just can't break. Yeah, no, it's 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 something that like it takes years though to kind of to possess, and and Bobby has it fluently, and it, it blows my mind. And so yeah. they really looked at it, and it was it was just obviously a hitter. And, and then this, you go to the other guy, and you're like, oh my god. Every time they compliment him, he's getting a fucking chub on because he can't stop smiling. It's right. like I, they, you want to say it's fucking anonymous, this, this blind taste test, but you, all you have to do is make facial fucking recognition with this guy, and you could tell whose dish it is. Exactly. So obviously exactly. we get the show. It's probably staged, just like every other fucking favorite show you have in the world. But Huge flaw. We still love it. Big, so. big fan. I have no football to look forward to. Might not have any football to look forward to in the upcoming NFL season. So guess what? On Sundays, I get a Beat Bobby Flay episode at 10 o'clock. I'm tuning in. I hope you guys do too. Yeah. I mean, you can't say it fucking better myself. Yeah. Fuck Bobby Flay. Hope bar, he loses bar rescue every week. for you. Beat Bobby Flay for me. It's a hitter. No, it sure is a fucking hitter. And that's pretty much a hitter of an episode, let me tell you. We talked about it all. We got into the details. Nate... You were fucking late, and you weren't fucking great. God damn, I just keep dropping bars. Shout but out, shout out, Nicolo. Shout out, Nicolo. This is Tuck Money signing off. Fucking, I swear to God, Nate, if you are late again, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed off. That was episode four. Thank y'all. This is Nicky, mom and dad. Tuck Money signing off. No tucks given. Let Nate talk. Oh, he's speechless. End it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs>